0: recommending some great summer books for our listeners. It's part of our Takeaway Book Club and we want to get your picks for our summer book club, Caitlin in New York tweets: "Reading all the Harry Potter books, catching up on the past 14 years. Almost finished with Year Three, Prisoner of Azkaban. Hopefully, Caitlin, you can finish in time for the last movie, which comes out sometime in July. Tell us what you're reading by calling 8778 My Take or tweet us with the hashtag #TakeawayReads. You know the Harry, Harry Potter. Potter books.
1: he's been coming of age for exactly. For well, it's not a, a Harry Potter book;
0: it's yeah. a Harry Potter coming of age series, yes, as opposed to you know the great." Tree grows in Brooklyn stories. It's a great and one. Yeah, obviously, I read. It's are you there, Sad. God? It's me, Margaret. That's, That's, a, great a, great, That's a great one. You great, great coming. My, of age, my
1: girls are loving this next uh, book that we're going to talk about. Actually, I passed a, it on a,
0: to my sixteen-year-old too.
1: <laughs> it's a it's a classic coming of age in the seventies, but. Written for today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The novel's called In Zanesville, written by Joanne Beard. Uh, and she joins us today. Joanne, you know, what really strikes me about this book is how unbelievably accurate you are in the portrayal of teenage life. I mean, there had to be a great deal of reminiscing for you to get yourself back to those days. Your main character is is she's just so sincerely concerned about things that ad- adults, many adults, haven't thought about for decades.
2: Well, this adult has thought about those things at least uh, for the last five years while I was writing the book. And yes, I immersed myself in those memories, which to me, even though the book is filled with a kind of teenage angst, was also really fun to write because, you know, on the other side of that angst, there was a lot of silliness and joy and weird behavior that caused me and my friends to die of laughter besides dying of embarrassment all the time.
1: It does seem as though this, this process is the shedding of the silly world and the suddenly stepping into the serious world. And in the 70s, there were so many silly details that you capture so well. I had a friend who wrote, uh, who made drawings of cars that were all driven by rats, <laughs> uh, I remember, in the 1970s, and he, he sat two seats away from me in class. Um, how important was it to capture this sense of the 70s in this uh, particular coming-of-age piece?
2: Well, at least for me, I was mining my memory most of the time, so it was really important. And most of those things I couldn't remember until I sat down to do the writing and then they just began to reveal themselves. And that particular detail of the boys drawing the rats driving the cars, you think when you experience something like that, that you'll never be able to fit it into your life. Mm. But suddenly there it appeared and I got to include it in my book, so... There was a lot of fun in, in those kind of details for me.
0: We're speaking with Joanne Beard. She's the author of the new novel, In Zanesville, which I have to say is a really fantastic novel. I could not put it down. And what's interesting to me about your main character is that she... She's grappling with some really important things as many teenagers do, not just uh, coming of age, but you know her dad is an alcoholic. She both detests him and loves him at the same time. His his death is as as frightening to her as his staying with the family. She's grappling with what it means to be a good friend, what it means to be able to rely on people. And it's it's paired with as you're talking about this sort of silliness, the things that as adults we read that she thinks and does, that just right. is totally illogical.
2: Right. And it's hard to remember now that back in the early 70s and before that, alcoholism wasn't always seen the way it's seen now. Many people I knew had fathers and mothers who drank as a form of recreation. And I considered my father not to be an alcoholic, but somebody who just couldn't quite control his um, partying behavior—just so a
1: kind of a wild sense of humor, kind of thing. Yeah. I remember the seventies were that way. In some, in some sense, this, this book is also finding that moment when you grow up.
2: Right? Did right. you
1: think? Do you think you found it? I'm not going to give the ending away.
2: Well, it's interesting. I think that I was writing my way toward it, and when I got to it, there was just like this breathless moment where I thought, uh uh-oh, she's getting ready to change from this girl into this burgeoning woman. And as you know, and I won't give anything away, that breathless moment is really where the book leaves off and the reader's life resumes, I hope.
0: And her voice begins to change. And I'm wondering if that happened for you naturally through the process. or You actually had to go through and Think your way through this. At the beginning, it's almost this sort of silly grappling with the babysitting problem where there's they think there's a fire. They don't see one. All they see is smoke. And instead of calling the fire department, they start moving all of the kids and the multitude of pets out of the house, um, which is, is this kind of funny moment, this funny vision of, of teenage thinking. Right. Right. And then but by the end her voice has has deepened in a way um she's thinking through artistic and philosophical things and and things about her parents that has changed she she literally grows in in her voice
2: I wasn't aware of that when I was writing but I'm glad that you picked up on that because I believe it's true now that the evolution of the book takes her from being a kind of a silly girl who doesn't respond seriously to something serious happening to somebody who by the end of the book you believe has a chance to have a kind of deep and interesting and complex approach to her own life. Oh well, that that
1: sounds so reasoned. In, in fact the way it plays in the book is she just she's becoming weird. She yeah. describes herself <laughs> and it affects her friendship with her best friend. Yeah, she's
2: goofy.
0: You know, there are so many books that you read. The the coming-of-age story is so classic, and we've read so many of them of adults trying to speak in a a teenage voice, and it comes across as amusing. You know, funny. Isn't this funny what kids do? And and I'm wondering if you kind of read, read novels like that where you're like, well, this is a cautionary tale. This is what I don't want to sound like. Or or was it simply for you kind of a a blast from the past, reexamining those days for you?
2: For me, what it was, was immersing myself in who that girl and her friend were and going deep inside and trying to write it from their point of view. And if you do that, if you manage to go deep enough, then the voice is right. The voice is exactly who it should be.
0: I'm wondering, (laughs) what was the reasoning behind the puzzle of her name? I mean, you don't ever actually give her name, but you give us this sort of puzzle that you can figure out if you want to look up the little women and the books that followed, and you can figure out that her name, you share a name with your main character. Was that on purpose that you kind of hid it?
2: Well, she doesn't have a name in the book, but I felt very fused to her while I was writing it in a way that you have to with your characters when you write a book that takes you a long time. So I hesitated to call her by my name because she isn't me, even though uh, we came together in some strange way. So I just decided not to name her.
0: But you give us a clue. I mean, you say she's the same name as the the girl out of Little Women who ended up in the worst book later. One has to assume that's Joe's boys.
2: Am I right? One wrong? would have to assume that. <laughs> yes, and it's interesting that I thought nobody would pick up on that. But you have.
0: Was I not supposed to give that? Were <laughs> you not supposed to say that?
2: No, <laughs> no. It's just one of the things that the writer thinks. Oh, this is my own sly little secret, and yet it's not.
0: And, and yet, you know, as much as you identified with her, um, there seemed to be this authentic voice coming out of her mother as well. This weariness and the love that she feels for her kids, but this frustrated love to a certain extent, and and her just her. She's tired, and she's worked yeah.
2: really hard. Yeah. She's a strong, opinionated, exhausted character who's in not a great marriage with a man that she really, really loves. So none of it is straightforward. Joanne Beard, author of In
0: Zanesville. It's one of the books in our summer book club picked by our producer Jillian Weinberger. A great, great novel, which I highly recommend. Uh, You said you're you're both of your girls –
1: they're loving it. They're, they're, they they love the insane. There is a, a place called Zanesville. Yeah. But Zanesville, uh, I think, the is the idea. Yeah, the, is, the, the idea that it's insane. Yeah. And, and around our house, it, it typically is insane. Yeah. So they, I think they get right into
0: it. <laughs> um, and I 16-year-old is enjoying it also. Our series continues throughout the summer. July is my month for my recommendations, and we'll be talking about some of the authors I've been reading. But give us the picks for your book club. Call us at 877- 877 My take.
1: I picked Sweet. December.
0: No, that's not the summer. All no. right. Hashtag takeaway reads. I'm Celeste Headley.
1: I'm John Hockenberry. This is the takeaway.